0: That will be the episode, is me crying recorded. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> crying blobs.
0: Yeah.
2: See those blobs coming out of Cameron's face? They're not the blobs we're here to talk about. <laughs>
1: Perfect. There's the
0: intro. Is that the intro? Welcome
1: to Conspiracy What? Conspiracy What? I'm Allie.
0: I'm Cameron. <laughs> and with and us. I've uh, been here before. Is I've been here before. That's his name. Yeah. With us today we have Angel. You may remember him. He was on the Battle of LA and a weather and episode. The Weatherman. Weathermen. That's what it was called. <clears throat> yes, yeah. it was. Not Anchorman.
1: Not Anchorman.
2: I think I would have rather been on Anchorman if I'm being 100% on this. That's a harsh review.
0: That's our harsh,
2: harshest uh, review. It's so not against the podcast. I just think I would fit great in that cast.
0: I, I really hope some random producer listens to this and gives you like an extra role on the uh-huh. next Anchorman. Hey, anyway, <laughs> we're, we're talking about uh, <laughs> the Oakville blob today, which it's is... Not blob. It's blobs. Blobs. That's right. Plural.
1: Yes.
0: Plural. What? Six times over three weeks. Yes. Which is a lot. August 7th, (laughs)
1: 1994,
2: Oakville, Washington. Mm -hmm. For those of you not familiar with Washington, they get a lot of rain. They know what rain looks like. They know what rain feels like. Typically the rain does not make them sick. Sometimes suicidal, but not sick. So anyways, (laughs) at one point they had rain that neither felt nor looked like rain. Coming to you live. This is Cameron Alexander.
0: All right. So as Angel said, it rains a lot in Washington, specifically in Oakville, Washington. The average uh, rain per year is about 275 days a year, right? And this is also a small town population of roughly six to 700, maybe 800. It's not consistent. It's not a
1: city, like some things say, for sure.
0: No, it's not. There's nobody here. Uh, It's definitely...
2: If you break up with your girlfriend, you're going to see her every day for the rest of your life. It's that kind of a small town. Yes. (laughs)
0: Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes, it is. Yeah. That's completely fair. So as we said, they had like this weird rain that came out of nowhere. Apparently they weren't expecting it. And it just was, it was these strange blobs of gel. And when I say gel, I mean like literally like basically I think of it as like jello. Like you can squeeze it and it'll go through your fingers and it's very mushy. Uh, but the weird thing is, is it also evaporated. So it wasn't completely a solid. It... Definitely, it was like more on the rain, like water spectrum. It's really weird, this whole phenomenon. Yeah. It happened six times over three weeks. So this wasn't a one-time event. It also wasn't a couple-day event. Three weeks of time happening periodically, which makes it hard to explain because there's not a lot of things that could really explain that as we'll go over. It also covered around 20 square miles. So it's also not just isolated to one tiny area. I mean, it's a pretty good size of space to cover. Yeah. And it, it also,
2: it was, even though it was a blob and it was definitely like visually different from what normal rain would look like, it was pretty small. The blobs were about the size of a grain of rice, <clears throat> but I mean, you get a large enough pile of rice. So you, you can definitely tell the difference between a pile of water and a pile of rice. I'd say you can <laughs> a pile. always of water, hitting, a pile hitting you of with the facts. <laughs> so,
1: You'd think, yeah, blobs falling from the sky, that's explainable, but it's not. Let's get into the weird shit, okay?
0: I real love qu- the weird shit. Yeah, real quick with the weird shit, I just want to say that uh, one of the biggest photos circulated, if you ever look this up, is this blob of like green specks. Like, it looks like a bunch of seeds inside of gelatin, but that's not a real photo, mm-hmm. Uh,
1: it's a real photo it's just well it's not, a real, well, photo it's not a real photo of
0: this event it's a photo of salamander eggs uh but some people i saw some articles that were like this photo is fake so obviously this didn't happen that's not the case this is a real event it's reported it happened
1: people just are searching for photos that look similar and it's right just, that's what they landed on i guess but yeah, yeah.
0: but um, this goes into a whole bunch of things so weird yeah. shit
1: should-
2: yeah 1994 people were too concerned with The fact that they were getting sick from these random blobs rather than taking a picture of it.
0: Yeah, I mean, that's fair, honestly. This town was kind of like turned on its head when Mm -hmm. this happened. This is, it sounds like something straight out of science fiction. Like it doesn't sound real. real So
1: a bunch of people ended up getting sick right around the time that these blobs started falling from the sky. They were reported as flu-like symptoms, but I don't know if vertigo is a flu symptom the sickness could last up to seven weeks a lot of people reported difficulty breathing extreme virgo blurred vision and nausea it wasn't just one person a lot of accounts which I'm pretty sure just come off of the unsolved mysteries episode <laughs> are of one lady who says she had she was hospitalized with a severe inner ear infection
0: it was actually it was actually her daughter who said that her mom was hospitalized with it
1: yeah but, but she's not the only one as
0: Well, yeah, no, 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 no. No, Dottie, the woman's name was Dottie, who was hospitalized, and she had touched it with her bare hands, Mm -hmm. which is what her daughter reported.
1: She was one of the first people to notice that it was blobs, too, I think, because she went out and saw on, like, her shed roof that there was just chunks.
0: (laughs) Yeah, and this is where it started to become investigated by more than just, like, local people who were seeing, like, some weird stuff coming out of the sky, because you had... Uh, medical professionals on site who also took some of it because you have someone getting sick around that area. So they took something that's all over the area. Was
1: it medical professionals? It was people
0: from the ambulance that came because they had an ambulance. Come in.
1: I read one where the daughter took her own sample and brought it to the hospital.
0: No, that
2: one was actually a, a separate case where somebody else's mother had gotten sick from it. And she sent samples in to um, <clears throat> first the Washington state department of ecology. Okay. Or at least that's that's the one that I read. Her mother had also gotten sick. And uh, so her daughter's, her name was Sonny Barclift. She collected a couple of samples and sent them to a guy named Mike Osweiler at the Washington State Department of Ecology, who ran some tests. And then he also sent it up to another Mike, Mike McDowell, at the State Department of the Health of Washington. A lot of
0: Mikes. A lot of Mikes. Lot of Mikes. I yeah. don't know about you. I don't Mikes, trust. And Mikes. So Mikes and Mikes. A lot of Mikes and Mikes. many Mikes. Too many mics. Too many uh, many mics. Yeah, so, so in other words, though, I mean, this has definitely been collected by real professionals in the government, real people who actually research uh, illnesses, things like that. It wasn't just people getting sick, though, either. Around the same time, multiple pets and small animals were getting sick. Uh, cats and dogs actually died, and apparently birds and frogs were found dead
1: near the large piles. Yeah, I read a story where there was a woman who was driving along the road, And, you know, in some areas where, like, large piles of the goo had kind of piled up, like, a couple feet away, there were, like, dead birds and dead frogs that had clearly, like, gotten stuck in the piles or passed too close to them, and they were dead.
2: One of the other things that I thought was interesting was the officer who was investigating the goo after it smeared all over his windshield. He actually, I I read an article that said he put on gloves for concern of his own safety. And he still ended up actually having symptoms uh, later on after he investigated it. Yeah.
0: And that was Officer David Lacey, right? Yes. Yeah. He was one of the big first, like, one of the first big people to actually, like, report on it. Because as an officer out on patrol, you're not expecting this gel to come down. And, like, it was one of the first things he did was to it investigate was like, it.
1: It was, like, 3 a.m. too when he was out. Yeah. And he noticed it. So.
0: So he was literally right underneath it. And uh, he said, he's one of the ones that said specifically it came out of nowhere and he wasn't expecting to see any rain or anything like that. Uh, He's quoted as saying, we turned on our windshield wipers and it just started smearing to the point where we could almost not see. We both looked at each other and said, gee this isn't right we're out in the middle of nowhere basically and where did this come from and in we he's saying he and his partner he had a partner in the vehicle as well but again i, I can't help but think about it it's just like some bad science fiction plot from like, yeah. the 50s because that's what it sounds like
1: the goo from above
0: exactly the, yeah the image
2: in my head that i get is the monsters vs. aliens movie with the yeah. blob yeah just imagining like a bunch of little hymns just raining from the sky
0: that's horrifying yeah
2: i would be horrified
0: yeah that's awful uh yeah <laughs> i lost <laughs> track of what i was gonna say but but obviously david lacy he consistently talked about it he actually doesn't talk about it as much anymore or in terms of like recent years he's hard to interview is what i found a lot of places have tried to get him to interview and he won't so i mean he's pretty much had everything <clears> um, paid off mm. <laughs> he's he's pretty much said everything he's had to say at this point though I mean, he's very or honest about he? what he found. Maybe he maybe he has hasn't. a
1: bucket of it in his freezer, and he hasn't told anybody.
0: Bum, bum, bum. Why would you keep a bucket
2: of it in your freezer? So that way, it doesn't evaporate, Cameron. But does it
0: freeze? Did anyone I would imagine, that? but you I don't imagine. think it lasted long enough.
1: Well, going into the next part here, um, the weirdest fucking thing about this stuff is that when the tests did come back, uh, it was found that. These goo balls were full of human white blood cells.
2: Okay. Yeah, it made me very uncomfortable to read that, to be honest. Yeah.
1: Oh, also, welcome to Spooktober.
2: <laughs> oh, yeah, this is Spooktober, We you, you have
0: to say. This is the continuation of Spooktober. Ooh, <laughs> blobs from outer space.
1: Yeah, that are full yeah. of human DNA, apparently. Yeah. Um,
2: Sounds like a about these. Twilight Zone. It does sound like a Twilight Zone.
1: The weird thing about these apparently is that they had no nucleus in them. It was also... So they did several tests on these. And no one knows what could cause these blobs that rain down from the sky to have human white blood cells. But after yeah. another test, uh, they were found to be full of two types of bacteria, one of which is found in the human digestive system and in certain circumstances can actually make you really sick.
0: Yeah, we'll, we'll go into, the ne- into those two...
1: Just so you know, it's full of biological material.
0: So
2: the part about the bacteria with the human digestive system, from what I read, I believe that was the second Mike, Mike McDowell at the State Department of Health of Washington. He was the one who found the gut bacterium in these little blobs. But the other thing that they found in it was, which I didn't, Actually, get to see who found. I I don't know if it was the first mic, the second mic, or a different mic altogether. (laughs) But he found these eukaryotic cells in it, which actually means that these blobs, by technical definition, were considered to be alive. Right.
1: Yeah. They were part of some living creature at some point. Right. Which, what the fuck caused it to turn into blobs and rain down over a random town in Washington?
2: Kind of creepy sounding, but there are some relatively realistic theories behind it, Uh, one of them being the airplane waste theory.
1: That one, I mean, it it accounts for some things, you know, like the the theory is that a plane had dumped its waste over (laughs) this town in Washington. And so they they say that could account for like the, the gut bacteria. And maybe the white blood cells, um, and
2: uh, and it would it would also fit in with the illness symptoms. Yeah, um, from from what I read, I mean. If you think if if somebody takes a shit in the public pool and then you hop into the public pool, you're probably not going to feel great
0: afterwards. Exactly.
2: Yeah. Particularly with the sinus infections and stuff. The only thing that kind of didn't track with that for me, at least, was these people weren't going out and like ingesting
0: these huge amounts of it.
1: Exactly. They were just kind of touching it. Was anyone
0: actually ingesting it? There had to be like one guy who was out there like...
1: I think one of the the things, one of the theories with this one um, as to why it works is like people didn't digest it so they just got sick right but animals could have been eating it out there and which is why a lot of them died so they assume like if it was airplane waste it was either the waste or the antifreeze they usually put in there as well could have killed the animals so that's that's the theory but there's a lot of reasons why this one doesn't work
2: yeah one of those theories on why it doesn't work is because part of what the antifreeze does is it also colors that waste before it's removed from the plane and these were clear blobs basically
0: yeah this wasn't this this didn't have any sign of being anything other than just i mean literal just clear gel there's nothing else in it so there's no like even like part of it wasn't dyed and part of it was i mean it's literally just clear all across the board
1: and also it's like kind of illegal to dump the takes mid-flight when airborne, just in case something bad happens like this.
2: Yeah, yeah, um, and you can you can make the argument that people make a mistake or you know, but yeah, it, it wasn't just a one-time thing. It happened, like you said, three or a couple times over three times. weeks, six times over over the span of three weeks. That would have to be one extremely skilled pilot and or crew member. To hit the same spot every single time, week after week.
0: What could be like behind that? Just like an ex lover scorn. Heartbreak. Yeah, I was just I was just gonna say. Happens to fly over Oakville consistently. It-
2: He's just like you know what you shit on me now I shit on you you know like with other people yeah literally
0: <laughs> yeah oh, oh my like god maybe I do believe that theory now I wasn't gonna be for it but <laughs> I I don't know that explains it pretty well so going more into like my- it was the government. There's the government bioweapon theory. So first, I want to finish off the Malcolm McDowell. or I always want to call him Malcolm McDowell. That is the actor actor. who (laughs) plays a cat person. If you haven't seen it, go watch Cat People. Uh, Don't go see it have you I've seen, never seen it
2: i've never seen it but based on the title i don't think i want
0: to it's <laughs> it's it's two people who are actually related i think and they this have to well. they have to be in love as cats they morph into cats like anamorphs but uh perverted and they have to <laughs> animorphs, they have, <laughs> animorphs without sean ashmore <laughs> yeah and for all the kids listening they have to sleep with each other like next to each other for a what? night. Yeah, that's uh, crazy. And that it's pretty much uh, Malcolm McDowell climbing around as a cat man. If you haven't I, seen I it, I think I can go my entire life without. I think it's one, on HBO Max. Hearing still hearing about it or to knowing about? It. I think it's on HBO Max still. We watched the whole thing. It was anyway. Uh, Mike McDowell he found so these two organisms were called Pseudomonas Pseudomonas fluorescens <laughs> and Enterobacter cloacae. Chloe. That, yeah, that's pretty good. Yeah, that's that pretty yeah. solid. Clo- All right, Chloe Kai. Chloe Kai. Chloe Kai Clo- sounds like a Pokemon. That doesn't sound.
1: Chloe, I choose you. <laughs> it's you to destroy?
0: I thought a you town. were doing the Pokemon like the character's voice, but I didn't realize now you're being a trainer. <laughs> 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 Back to Pseudomonas and anaerobacter. For the first one, it's not generally considered a bacterial pathogen in humans. However, it can be harmful in some cases. And in fact, 50% of uh, patients with Crohn's disease, they end up developing antibodies to the fluorescence. So for some reason, the body has to build up an immunity to those in some cases, but it's not typically considered dangerous. It is part of your normal gut bacteria. And so is the enterobacter cloacae. cloacae. Uh, That also is not usually troublesome, but it has been known to cause urinary tract and respiratory infections. And those are both
1: found in these blobs.
0: Right. Both of those are in these blobs along with white blood cells. So you're finding gut bacteria and white blood cells in this stuff that rained from the sky multiple times and is making people sick even though those three things alone shouldn't typically make people as sick as it is, not just on contact, especially, which is also weird.
2: Now, let's get to the part, my favorite part, where we talk about not trusting the government. Yes. What did Mr. Mister Mike McDowell have to say about These substances. He has no proof one way or another. (laughs) But this just in, Mr. Mike McDowell expressed his belief that it was not a natural substance. Quote unquote, I have no proof one way or the other, but this was manufactured by someone for some purpose, and for some reason, Oakville was chosen as its test site.
1: The science guy thought that this shit was fishy. Right. Right. And I don't mean the theory we're going to talk about later that doesn't involve fish. I mean, he thought it was weird because this kind of shit should not be falling from the sky, okay? So he did some tests and he looked at the shit and he had samples, right? And so when he went back to like research this stuff later, as you do as a science person, he said he came in and the material was not where it was supposed to be. He asked management, what happened to it? And the exact words that were said to him were "Do not ask."
0: Right, and
1: classic.
0: He is years later. He retired as well. Uh, he doesn't talk about this anymore. But I mean, he paid off. Yeah, exactly. With threats to his life, maybe. So yeah, I would imagine. Yeah, yeah, yeah I, I don't think he necessarily earned money on that one, but it, this is definitely something he uh, has said since. In he doesn't interview very often, but he has maintained that he doesn't think it came from any natural source. So he does think it has something to do like with something easiest, beyond nature. The
1: easiest way to say that somebody manufactured this right. and made it happen.
2: Right. Yeah. So There's one more thing that I want to bring into this section and it may or may not mean anything, but the power of Google or even just the internet altogether is much more important impressive i think is the word that i'm looking for then one would tend to think if you look up mike mcdowell you have to scroll a long time before you find anything related to this actual guy and it's not like there's a lot of like famous mike mcdowells out there that would like steal the spotlight from him the only one who might is there's somebody named michael mcdowell who i guess is a race car driver everybody else is like these random like cross-country runners or some LinkedIn profiles, stuff like that. You would think that something like this, granted, it has been
0: a while since this happened, but you would still think that he would at least pop up. Right. I mean, he was the Washington Department of Health microbiologist. I mean, like he was the lead there. So you would think that he would have – something i mean usually when you actually look up biologists or scientists names in general you do typically get stuff connected to their work you get like a peer-reviewed journal something like that but yeah no you're right because i did originally think actually that he wasn't real because you come across that in conspiracies all the time where yeah. someone's like this person's quoted as saying this 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 and you look it up and like that person isn't real uh <laughs> Yeah, that's not My a real least human being, thing. or they're a YouTube person who made like one <laughs> video with nine views. Yeah, and that's not a real source. Yeah,
1: we talked about that
0: one. Right, we did, it. and that does happen. But he is in fact real. But like you said, it is hard to find him. That is a good point. Uh, the so partially to go along with McDowell's whole thing is. People also reported seeing slow-flying government vehicles overhead, planes, helicopters, things like that.
1: a oh, vehicles is the right word.
0: Well, they're not like cars or boats. <laughs> I know, it's, like It's I not like a boat like on a, a propeller.
1: Like a tank in the sky, just slowly.
0: <laughs> what is this, A-team? Yeah. <laughs> just, like, coming down in a parachute. Do you think they saw us? Slow-moving nah. military We put helicopter. a mirror on the bottom. They don't know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, but there... So, there were aerial... Slow moving
1: military aircraft.
0: Okay. However people on this podcast want to word it, I won't name any names, but Alley. I noticed almost. this
1: happening Alley. almost daily.
0: A certain potato.
1: <laughs> so many people in the town reported seeing these slow moving air vehicles flying overhead almost daily. And this is somewhere where not a lot of people live. And it's it's kind of just a farming town, really. I mean, most of the people that go there don't actually live there. So, like, there's really no reason for the military to be flying overhead. But they did. A lot.
0: Yeah. It's, again... So,
1: it's... I guess that kind of is, like, the whole point with that is, like, there's a military presence when there wasn't one before. So, it's like, what is the government doing here? And then all of a sudden, it rains weird blobs for three
0: weeks. And again, this is a town of 700-ish people. So, this is not... An area that, like the military, needs to patrol or anything like that. It, it's just—it's a weird thing to have government vehicles flying overhead. It's also possible, though, that with blobs coming down from the sky, people are looking up more and they're just seeing more vehicles because that does happen sometimes. Where people don't look up, so they don't ever notice that there's constantly planes and stuff flying over. They don't ever think about it. it's part of their daily life. But then, when you have something that kind of uh, intervenes in that daily life, that's out of the normal, it can right. make you weren't these reported beforehand at your reality. So these weren't actually reported technically. These are things that came from the locals after the blob started. Rain.
1: Yeah. But they were saying that they saw them before.
0: Right. But it's like one of those things it's, this is a tough thing with conspiracies is that witness account. Like you have to rely on it because most conspiracies are witness accounts, but at the same time, sometimes they don't always make sense. So, or sometimes they there's like, I don't know, factors that kind of, Detract from what they're saying.
1: People just want fame, so they say whatever is going to get them fame. Right. Yeah.
0: Yeah. <laughs> pretty
1: much. So yeah, the government did it with airplanes, and so this just makes me think of actually the last episode the angel was on. <laughs> what? Uh, is this the Weatherman doing bio weather experiments on us? I didn't
0: think about the Weatherman. In fact, they didn't pop up in anything I looked up, which is weird.
1: Yeah, I mean, yeah. we literally talked about engineering rain,
2: and the one thing to think of too—I don't know if you guys remember Project Skywater, which we did discuss during the Weatherman episode. But that was going on roughly around the same time. That was a that was a '90s project when it Ooh, not shit. not or not originally funded, but it definitely received a boost in funding right around the '90s. I want to say early nineties, which would fit on par with the yeah. blabs. So
1: that's I mean that's what it immediately made me think of with the planes flying overhead because in that episode we talked about them, you know, spraying something to engineer the clouds or whatever to, to rain, but instead they're testing a bioweapon maybe.
2: Yeah. yeah. And we did briefly go in over that in in that episode about the weatherman, about the possibility of bio warfare right and what, what the possibilities could be if they got, like, a more efficient way to do it. So, yeah. for, the, for the timeline, who knows? Maybe this was an initial test.
1: Well, and a lot of people in the town that jumped on this theory were kind of like, you know, this would, this would be, like, a perfect town to do some kind of low-scale test on something that just kind of gives you minor symptoms. As yeah. minor as you can say flu symptoms are. And in a place
2: that gets a lot of rainfall, you know, it's... Not all that surprising to get rain. Exactly.
1: So I mean it's it's a it's like testing a, a small area to see. And it's definitely meeting all those.
0: And keep in mind, uh so this is 1994. The the government they claim just outright they don't have anything to do with this, right? Obviously. It's gonna that's how it's called like Oh, uh, but they're gonna do that uh even more like for sure on this one because in nineteen seventy-two. Biowarfare warfare testing at all was made a war crime across the world. Oh. So you are not allowed to do bio
1: Not like they haven't.
0: Because you can kill everything with bio So you are not allowed to do it. Now that said, anyone who is doing it, because they're definitely probably still doing it, but anyone who is doing it, they're going to face severe
1: consequences exactly, right
0: and before this the u.s had done multiple bio testing on its own citizens using mosquitoes and ocean waves and all kinds of things that are nasty
1: agent orange
0: agent orange, orange. was an interesting thing uh yeah it's so so this is one reason though for sure why the government would be like wouldn't be like, oh we made a mistake or like we dropped some cargo or something like that. Like if they had messed up anything, they'd be like, it was not. We we had nothing yeah. to do with it. We weren't even in Washington at the time. Even though was there like, was probably unmarked aircrafts flying overhead. Well, yeah. Well and speaking of the aircraft, right? There's another thing that ties into the aircraft theory. <laughs>
1: Are we going to talk about the jellyfish? Because this jellyfish. is the stupidest thing I've ever heard, and I love it so much. Okay, so one of the theories is that U.S. Air Force tested bombs over the Pacific about 50 miles out from Washington. Around, like, it this happened in 1994, so you know, like, the timeline lines up. So people think maybe they dropped a bomb over a school of jellyfish and literally blew these fuckers sky high which then somehow condensated into the clouds and floated 50 miles over to Oakville, Washington on six different occasions.
0: Now, keep in mind, it wouldn't be the first time an animal has rained from the sky because frogs have literally come down from the sky because of a hurricane.
1: Okay, that's a hurricane. But
0: that was a hurricane. But these bombing tests were real also.
1: Yes. 100%. I don't know,
0: guys. I don't know. And the government even said they were doing bombing tests
2: blow up a jellyfish it's probably gonna move pretty far
1: 50 miles
0: 50 miles
1: yeah in perfect little rice what, grain size you, blobs
0: would you not see like a wave of jellyfish <laughs> just
2: like <laughs> scattering across the sky it, it's like no. sharknado but jellyfish
1: good lord so the problem is how do they stay in the sky that long that's that's the first issue right um the second issue is why, after it rained, did it just dissolve instead of smelling like rotting fish?
0: Yeah, so...
1: There was no smell. It just kind of dissolved into the ground like water after a while.
0: Right, and this did prompt me to research, uh, do jellyfish smell bad? Because I never really considered <laughs> that before. Like, I never, they don't... They're not made up... In the same way other animals are. So, like, hello I was curious at- about the rotting process. Hello
1: to the FBI, because I'm sure you're watching us after all the kind of fucking research that we do.
0: You don't say hello to them. It's Why? like Satan. They- you never acknowledge. <laughs> oh, I acknowledge every day. Satan the know. the FBI. Both. <laughs> both. <But> they,
2: both <laughs> they both know which one is my friend and which one is not.
0: Yeah, but so, like, I legitimately researched this, and it turns out uh, rotting jellyfish is something that happens all along the coast all the time uh every now and again they like schools in mass of jellyfish wash up on shore and apparently it is one of the worst smells you can ever encounter it's just the most disgusting rotting fish smell you can come across and there's not really much you can do about it and usually it's also that smell is driven even heavier by wind and it can just kind of take over and blanket a whole area it's so that is something that is very legitimate to say is why was there no smell? There
1: was no smell at all. It wasn't even just like, not even, it wasn't a rotten smell, it was no
0: smell. I have an idea though. They were dropping bombs, right? Okay. Maybe they were dropping fragrance bombs. Killed the fish smell, right? And, Nope. And, and those bombs also had helium. Therefore, jellyfish floating in the air longer. Oh my God. They They last for three weeks. They nope. rain down six times as some of them lose nope. the helium. I have the easiest hole in your
2: theory. You want to know what I just Googled? What? When was Febreze invented?
0: <laughs> March of 1996, Cameron. Oh, shit. Lawyered. Because they tested it two years prior. You got to do testing before you release a product.
2: Was not invented by the government. Sorry, buddy. Sorry, buddy.
1: Ah, you lose.
2: I quit this the, podcast. The fabric refreshener product has been sold in the United States since June of 1998. Okay, so
0: what we're saying then is that kills that theory too. So there, there's no theory behind the jellyfish though.
1: Well, no no jelly thing jellyfish theory.
0: theory
1: is the color, you know, like right. it was completely clear and they were all pretty much the same size. So, like, I feel like if you blew up a jellyfish, they would not just kind of shred into perfect little pieces and then be devoid of color.
0: No, also, that's not really what jellyfish really look like.
2: No, no, (sighs) not really. But let's talk about this. What if the government took the idea behind, like, the jellyfish composition, I guess, you know, what makes up a jellyfish, and incorporated that into this little rain in order to transport those three chemicals that or those three particles or whatever it was that mr
0: mcdowell found i think it's more likely i think i don't think this is likely at all i think it's more likely that a man in a hot air balloon was just dumping gelatin out of the basket (laughs) and i don't think that happened either the jellyfish one doesn't make a lot of sense something that we didn't
1: mention is the reason why people came up with this theory is we mentioned earlier that they found eukaryotic cells Right. in the blobs, which meant it was like eight creatures. So people were like, oh, what if we blew up jellyfish?
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, that is one thing that's is true, is it does have to be something living. Regardless of what it is, it has to be something that is alive.
2: Still, though, I mean, remember what I said about the town crackhead. Every town's got one. Only a crackhead would come up with the idea of blowing up a jellyfish in the ocean <laughs> and it being carried via the wind. 50 miles inland to their city and only fall over that 20 square
0: mile area for three weeks,
1: six times.
0: Yeah. Not consistently. That's the thing that gets me about the jellyfish theory is people are like, well, obviously it was bombing runs and then the rest of the particles just stayed up in the air, I guess, carried by the clouds. I don't know. I mean, like physicists should try that.
1: Although apparently in Oakville now they do have a jellyfish festival based on this theory. And a lot of the bars (laughs) have a drink called the jellyfish that is usually some kind of hard liquor and jello.
0: Taurus so trap. It's like a jello Taurus trap. is dumb. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I don't
2: know how I, else to put that. I say we go on a research trip. Try these jellyfish theory jello shots and then come back with more information
1: great let's go
0: we will do a part two eventually after we've <laughs> had the chance to research that
1: we're going to oakville <laughs> washington everybody <laughs> Yeehaw, road trip.
0: all right so there are some other theories in the world of conspiracies one of the most popular places to post your conspiracy theories is reddit, reddit. so there are a some conspiracies hole. that have come from reddit uh, some of these are kind of interesting They are actually They are, they are legitimately fair. interesting They're not like some of the Ridiculous reddit theories you get These are actually Somewhat based in reality uh,
1: Reality
0: It's closer than some things are Okay One of those first ones though is slime molds Right Sucked Now into the sky. this does not
1: mean that you pour jello Into a mold and it no. came out slimy. No, no. This is an actual thing. It's really weird because slime molds don't actually fit into like a specific species. Slime molds are like their own thing. Um, they're not really a fungus. They're not really a mold. They're they look like. Um, I can see the image in my head. That movie with what's his face with the blob Flubber. Flubber. Yes. Rob Williams
2: yes. nailed it. R.I.P. He's a god. Anyways, yeah, so I just Googled, because, you know, clearly I come prepared to events like these. But I just Googled how slime molds are formed, and it just sounds like one big amoeba. Like, all these cells just swarm and fuse together and make like a bag of just cytoplasm with a bunch of nuclei in it.
1: Yeah, it's pretty gross. It's honestly.
0: disgustingly beautiful. It's honestly. awesome because yeah. it's
1: like something that is completely its own thing. Um, anyway, the theory here is that, like the frogs that rained down, the um, idea is that maybe a bunch of slime mold got su- sucked into a tornado and chucked over Oakville. Yeah. Um, which is why it disintegrated into these weird little chunks, and would explain the eukaryotic cells, I guess.
2: But were there um, any tornadoes in that area at the time?
1: Yeah.
0: I've... So, to answer your question, sir, there was one tornado in 1997. Ah. Which is not the Close. year we're talking about. It's all solid
2: <laughs> answer, though, Cameron. <laughs> I appreciate the answer. Uh, you, gotta, yeah.
0: you got back to me so quickly. So, tornadoes are rare in Washington, but they do happen. However, looking through a literal statistical list of tornadoes in washington there is not a single recorded case oh he said lying uh there is one case in april 6th 1994 that is quite a distance yeah Yeah. from our date here that would have had to be like a super tornado
2: throwing up a rainbow shot like Steph Curry out of the tunnel. I hope there's basketball fans that listen to this
0: podcast, or that was just wasted. People over there are like, is he talking about racquetball? <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. So there's a total of three cases in 1994. All of them happened in April. None of them happened in Oakville. So the Tornado Theory... Kind of goes away and the slime mold can't really be picked up by anything else unless again the government's picking it up bringing it into a hot air balloon and spreading it apart and just like yeah, sprinkling but it like
1: then the other issue is slime molds really don't pose much of a danger to humans at all or animals They also
0: don't really look like that So no, yeah uh, They don't but right thanks now. reddit
1: for your thank like you input. reddit
0: for that. <laughs> However, there is something that I actually found to be super interesting Ali found this theory, but I did a lot of research into it. I don't know if you did. Angel, did you do more research into it? Absolutely. Star not. All right. Nope. Yeah, so.
1: Do tell, sir.
0: Star jellies are really interesting. Uh, they form on trees and in grass. They are found throughout the world. Consistently, they are found, uh, like, East Coast, I found, and they are found in the UK a lot. And they have records for these dating back to the 14th century. What are they? They well, we're going to get into that. Okay. They're, they're gelatin, just like this, exactly like this. They have the same description. They are clear jelly that you can mush through your fingers. In the 14th century, it's recorded that they possibly were used to treat like abscesses, things like that. So they were used as medicine. Uh, but nobody knows where they come from. The folklore behind it is that they come from meteors, which is why they're called star jellies, because anyone who knows what a meteor is knows that's not a star. So... They're called star jellies for that reason. Uh, ah. And in 1979, Fate magazine in the UK came out with a statement saying that they had had someone who tested star jellies and that, quoted, uh, it consisted of extraterrestrial cellular organic matter, which exists as pre-stellar molecular clouds. In other words, have you ever seen those pictures of cosmic clouds from distant galaxies, that's what they're talking about. They think that these are transported by meteorites and then they rain down on us. So they basically think those clouds in the sky are alive. That's what this magazine claimed in 1979, Yeah, which is really interesting.
2: Now, now let's talk about what Google claims them to be here in the year of 2020. They're actually called Nostoc. Okay. N-O-S-T-O-C. I don't know if you found this during your Google search, but they're a type of freshwater blue-green algae called cyanobacteria. Okay. That forms spherical colonies and then expands during the rain. So, here's what triggered me to look this up. When you mentioned all the different areas that they were found, they're typically found in areas with rainy climates. If you think about
0: the UK, constantly rainy. East Coast, Washington, constantly rainy. So, there's another theory, though, and this one comes from How Stuff Works, which they actually, I went back to their source material, they got it from a scientific report. And their report said when they tested some of the star jelly, some of it came back as amphibious. So it came back as frog DNA basically, or frog spawn. So they either, some camps think that either it's frog spawn, like the eggs uh, before they're fully formed. Others think it's actually frogs that are torn apart and are decomposing and they've decomposed into like this mass of a blob. Now, Basically everything that we've found out, right? You're saying like algae, right? Yeah. So it They're, would kind of fit in with that. Right. They're saying frog spawn. Another magazine is saying interstellar molecular clouds. Yeah, that's the most realistic one I think.
1: <laughs> Obviously. That's
0: but got my vote. Here's the kicker on this that I found is there is not a single report that I could find, that I could find might be out there, but no one reported actually ever seeing it rain. That's what's different than the Oakville blobs is that no one has ever seen star jelly come down from the sky. It's always assumed. But again, that I found, I looked through tons and tons of people talking about it, witnessing the star jelly, holding it in their hands, all of this stuff. No one has seen it come from the sky. Whereas The Oakville blob, it hasn't just been police officers. I mean, people did witness this over the course of three
2: weeks multiple times.
0: So we know that that definitely came from the sky and it doesn't test as like amphibious DNA. So that's also kind of wipes that out. However- Although it does test as having eukaryotic cells. Right. That's alive. And on top of that, some star jelly samples don't have DNA. So those don't even test consistently. Uh, and those are, Star jelly is like, I I mean, we've already kind of said it, but just to say it straightforward, it is very real. This is not a conspiracy in the sense that it's real. It's like the Oakville blob. It definitely existed or exists consistently. Just nobody can tell what it is because it's, it's whatever it is, it's some type of decomposing material is basically what I got is it's, it's it's just falling apart at the seams. So whatever it is, that's what it boils down to. Mm -hmm. It is a solid theory because it is similar.
1: Yeah, I mean, maybe maybe it is something that just loses its content after a while, if you know what I mean. You know, like, when it starts, maybe it really is amphibious. And as it gets further into decomposition, it kind of just turns into just pointless goo with nothing in it. Yeah. Maybe?
0: I don't know. It's on the other side of the world, too, which makes me question whether or not... This is like, I mean, like it's more consistently on the other side of the world. Granted, it's not like across the ocean necessarily from uh, Washington. It's maybe on the other side. But it makes me question, like maybe star jelly does come from clouds and it is some type of creature, like organism that's just like brought up into the clouds and rains down. And maybe that storm came over the ocean. I mean, we literally had a sandstorm this year from the Sahara come (laughs) all the way across the ocean and hit the States so things like that do happen and it would it would explain a storm happening over the course of three weeks randomly like periodically but it's hard to say this is definitely a this is definitely an interesting theory and i think it's a very fair theory the only problem is that
1: it didn't have human white blood cells in it
0: it doesn't have human white blood cells and on top of that nobody has ever seen star jelly actually come from the sky that's actually just part of the folklore
1: so there's that theory. Thanks, Reddit, again. Right. Um, the best one, after all, is always it was aliens.
0: Obviously. Obviously. Um,
1: yeah. It was obvi- It's obviously Spoiler. alien spawn. Spoiler. That has just accidentally rained down over Oakville.
0: Alien spawn? Yeah, sure. Excuse you? Um, you say alien spawn. I'm going to go back to our Easter Island episode. And uh, her name is Linda Moulton Howe. Yeah, that girl. She believes that aliens constantly every day, every hour, are taking human test subjects and experimenting on their DNA. She lives in a horrifying world, and I would not leave my house if I lived in the same world as she does. (laughs) However, I'm gonna refer back to her and live in that world for a second, because what if this is how they dispose of humans? They just emulsify them, jellify them, and just dump them. But usually they dump them in the ocean, but what if they missed six times over three weeks? Hey, I saw Chicken Little. I think it's possible. Thank you. It's true. Thank you for that.
1: That's what I was thinking of, okay? There was like this this image in my mind of like a spaceship and testing, and I was and that's exactly what it was, Chicken Little.
2: Yeah, and then he just <laughs> so starts now, screaming. I was thinking Jimmy, was Jimmy Neutron.
1: So there's another weird <laughs> shit that was happening around the same time.
2: Yeah. Let's yep. talk about that, because I actually have some some good
0: sh-
1: <laughs> You froze for just Zero a second. censored
0: you. <laughs> <laughs> so it's
1: so just like shh. I really don't have much on this. I, I found this in one of the papers, uh, like a newspaper archive that reported on this. I don't think it was from like an Oakville paper. Yeah, it was either Oregon or New Mexico for some reason. We're both reporting on this. And apparently earlier that same month, a man reported hot metallic particles falling from the sky that burned holes in his children's trampoline.
2: Now, now I want to talk about this. Okay. Yeah. First thing that comes to my mind, why is he so concerned with just the trampoline? You would think I mean, maybe it would it was have the most affected. obvious. Yeah, but you would think if it had enough heat to it to burn through a trampoline, you might want to check out your roof, buddy. Yeah, just thinking. It's fair. But I did find—I don't know if you guys found anything about this meteor shower. Mm-hmm. Um, the Perseids—it was a meteor shower that consisted of where was it? Fifty to hundred and fifty meteors per hour at its peak. Damn. And and these meteors actually continued raining down over the span of a couple of years. Mm. Wow. Okay. So that that's that in itself was pretty fucking crazy mm-hmm. to me. But I looked up some dates, and I do have listed here that they detected meteors at least entering the atmosphere: August second, August fourth, August sixth, August eighth, August tenth, August twelfth, August fourteenth, and August sixteenth. So that's interesting. What day
1: did
2: this happen? Uh, it was like August seventh, right? the The rain was August seventh. The hot metallic particles that burned his trampoline was just reported as earlier in August.
1: So, I mean, it's only a week it could have been in.
0: Yeah.
2: Yeah.
1: But, I mean, that's interesting. So, there were meteor showers, maybe.
0: Yes. That is interesting. Aliens. That's almost scarier, though, because, like, let's say it came from the meteors. Meteors are not blobs. No, and they don't have... Blood
2: cells. Human white blood cells. Human. I just wanted to reiterate that human part.
0: Huh.
1: And human like bacteria
2: too. Right, unless, bacteria. Unless the aliens were disposing of us via meteors.
1: I don't know. I mean, I don't really know what to think of that. My my conspiracy brain isn't even really formulating a cohesive theory at this point.
0: <laughs> no, that's well. Then let's let's go into that speaking of which so like that's that's like all of the main information those are the main theories uh i'll be perfectly honest
2: while researching this um probably the only story that didn't have like a lot of
0: holes between different witnesses that i can see
1: yeah that's fair
2: everything was pretty consistent
0: yeah it really was i mean like so going back through it just kind of as an overview real quick uh so the military denies all involvement. They said they were doing bombing runs around the same time. However, there's no way that a bomb threw jelly. It's, no. It's not real. Uh, it didn't smell like a rotting animal, which also takes away the jellyfish idea because they do, on multiple occasions, it's been proven it's that they, they reek. It's good So, uh, it also evaporated, which means it wasn't just, like, the body of a fish.
1: Well, it either evaporated or soaked into the ground. But One yeah. of the two, right. Yeah.
0: Aliens won't talk to us about it and you know, they were listed unavailable for comment. Right. And the government themselves has actually no official comment on this one for what the blobs were. That's also weird because usually the government is like, it's a weather balloon. And I totally expected (laughs) to see something (laughs) like that.
1: We blew up a weather balloon as a test in the atmosphere and it raised blobs.
0: Going back into this. um, We also know that this happened more than once which means it couldn't have just been the bombing run. It couldn't have just been like a freak accident. Couldn't have... I would be shocked if it was a plane dropping undyed material because that would mean that it did it six times without dying the material.
1: It doesn't... Like, none of the theories work. No. Is the problem with this one, which which is weird. Because a lot of the times it's like, oh, this one is plausible. I think the only one that really works is saying that the government did something.
0: I mean, that's like all of the weirdness that comes into this, right? Mm -hmm. There's lots of reasons why it can't be one thing or why it can't be another. And what that kind of leads to is the conclusion of... Well, what the fuck? What was it? Exactly. Right. I
1: mean, why? another question that comes up is why does it have both specifically gut bacteria and white blood cells?
2: So there- um, do you want an answer to that rhetorical question? Because the government knew that it wasn't enough to outright kill people unless they were stupid enough to ingest it. Small town crack it, coming <laughs> at you. And they knew that it would be an effective way to at least see what their results were without having to actively engage with the community to find
0: out if there were symptoms happening. Like, in my opinion. You have a fair point, though. Uh, we've talked about it. I brought it up past episodes before because I think it's really creepy. It's really terrifying. Uh, in the 1950s, there was an operation called Operation Sea Spray. It happened in San Francisco. It's a real thing. They released a certain type of bacteria, and they were doing it to, in, in their words, to see how well-prepared San Francisco was for a biological attack. Oh, from another so country. attacked: them. So they biologically attacked San Francisco with something they didn't think would actually kill anybody. It did kill one man, and then in 2001, it actually killed another because now the microbial uh, nature of San Francisco has actually changed due to Operation Sea Spray. And every now and then, this bacteria, which doesn't originate in this area, shouldn't, uh, it pops back up and it hurts people, gets them sick, has killed multiple people now. This is a real event that happened that was confirmed in 1977 by the government. They did admit to it. It was the U.S. Army that admitted to it.
1: I like your comment of, so maybe we'll get an answer around 2024. <laughs> so
0: if the timeline hits the same, we'll get an answer roughly around now to 2024. Honestly, with the
2: way that things are going now, I don't think that's going to happen. Maybe. 20, maybe 20, maybe not. 2024 would be the next presidential election, right? Yeah. 22-24. 20-what?
1: 22-24. Like
0: 200 years from
1: now? Yeah, that's when we get the answer.
0: Oh. Oh. Maybe. So Operation Sea Spray is a very real thing, and it's very similar to this. There's also another one. I can't remember what it's called. They released mosquitoes into a town to see how quickly the mosquitoes would infect an entire town. Uh, The answer was fast. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) And that's how John F. Kennedy got malaria. (laughs) (laughs) So the government (laughs) has done this type of dumb shit before.
2: Well,
1: I mean, like, another point I wanted to make is, you know, it, it happened several times. as we've said too many times over this whole episode. It happened six times, which sounds like a test to me. It sounds like a sample of time. You know, three weeks, we tested it six times, and we're just going to compile how many people got sick, in what ways. You have, a, like, a large, a pretty controlled sample of this little town. So, like, it's, like, the perfect... Experiment. Now,
2: to go along with your point, Mrs. Potato Head, my job, I do quality testing for mm-hmm. a certain company that I'm not going to name because they'll fire me immediately. But we run our tests at, on short sample tests six times per shift. <gasps> Get that. Idiot. Get that.
1: So they're quality testing a bioweapon is what you're saying.
2: Uh, yeah, 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 I think so.
0: Uh, so basically the point, though, is that this has happened before. The difference between 1950 and 1994, however, for me at least in this, is it is a war crime to biologically, like to do bio warfare. So that would be the difference between the government being like, yeah, we did that, to we had nothing to do with it. We were doing bombing runs and that's it. Mm-hmm. So, and honestly,
2: I think the biggest red flag for me is in pretty much every other situation, the government's going to try and, uh, like, no, no, we we figured out what it was. Calm down. Yeah. And for them to not have any sort of official statement on what they even think this could be, tied in with Mr. McDowell, not the cat man, right. and his statement about do not ask, I don't know. Siren's going off in my head. Yeah. So... So what is it then, Angel? Uh, government. Yeah, 100 Government? I think, again, I feel like I bring this up like every podcast that I'm in with you guys, but the 30 Days of Night movie where the government plane crashes and then it affects, get this, a small town mm-hmm. starts. Yeah, I, I think that if I had to put money on it, I would probably bet my entire life savings that it was the government.
0: Yeah. All right. Cool. NSA heard it here first. Angel thinks it's <laughs> the government. Big surprise.
1: All right. What do you think it is?
0: Uh, the uh, the NSA. Let's. <laughs> I really hope there's like a voice on there. Later. It's just like, it's just like it might have been us. <laughs> <laughs> Talk about spooked over. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Uh, I think I don't think there's any other like realistic option other than something was being tested and they just kind of did it and didn't talk about it. I don't know. I mean, like, I don't, like, I would like more evidence that there was some government involvement, but there's not really real evidence that it is other than past, like, history repeating itself, basically. Where they've mm -hmm. done this before, they'll do it again, they've probably done it again since then. So, I don't know. Like, it's, it's one of those things where part of me is like government. And the other part of me is like, can aliens just come down and be like, we're emulsifying you and we dumped you on a city because we didn't like that city in particular. Now I'm going to be perfectly honest.
2: If I had a, the government come out and be like, yeah, we did it. I'm going to be pissed. If I had aliens come down and be like, yeah, we're fucking all you humans up. I don't think I'd even be mad about it. I'd just be like, finally, I know.
0: Yeah, I think that's fair. I mean, it's more irritating that the government would be doing something like this, possibly. I mean, I will say, like, the one that I originally... Originally, I heard about the airplane theory, and I was like, that makes sense. But then, like, as you read more into it, you find out this happened multiple times. So... It's too controlled. For an airplane to do that multiple times, unless, unless there's a specific, like, airline that knew that they could dump in that area without dying... Like the literal shit on the plane. I don't know. I mean it just doesn't but then it never happened again. So I don't Cam know.
1: doesn't know. This just in
0: government most likely. <laughs> it'd be helpful if the NSA or FBI agent would just say yes right now. It would also help if he stopped muting me. Yes. Please stop. It's rude.
1: We're gonna edit around it.
0: Yeah, I'm gonna edit around it anyway.
1: You know, I I, I would like to think That maybe the government was doing this because you know like we've said it's it's very controlled it's really suspicious with the number of times and it was the same every time and it's seemingly like some kind of biological pathogen testing of some sort but also nature is fucking weird okay just look at slime molds for example that shit just happens and like you said, star jelly, that shit just happens. We have no idea. There's a lot of things that we don't know about this world. And one of the things that came to mind when I was thinking about this is um, we have talked about, Cameron and I have talked about uh, there might be microorganisms in the atmosphere of Venus. And so I'm thinking, you know, who's to say there isn't some kind of biological material in the atmosphere here on earth nah.
2: okay not to not to delve further back into this but you just gave me a brain gasm as i like to call okay. them okay so quick explanation on how planets and gravity work right there's a planet its center pulls things towards it right yep there are microorganisms microorganisms out there in space Meteor showers have been hitting for the last couple of years. Mm -hmm. What if those meteors pulled in those microorganisms and all of a sudden, bam, here they are raining down.
1: Yep. So that's what I was thinking, you know, is earth's weird. Things are weird. Um, Maybe it's, it's something like that. You know, you can find life in the weirdest fucking places on this planet. So maybe in the sky in the clouds, (laughs) something happened and something formed up there and, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't know, just an idea.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's, that's fair. For those who don't know what we're talking about, uh, recently NASA disclosed that they believe that there's a possibility of bacterial life on Venus based on certain ga- gases that are formed in their clouds, uh, which is something that had already been theorized but never proven, and just for fun, when they said that, Russia uh, gave a response to NASA and said Venus is Russian. In other words, uh, quit investigating Venus. So, good chance that there's life on Venus. Uh, not the kind of fun life with laser guns and stuff like that, but uh, the type of okay. life that's just bacterial and
1: More you dangerous. don't want to breathe in.
2: That's okay. If you, on, fair. if you go on Groupon, you can buy like an acre of land on Mars. So, maybe the oh, US Mars? Anyway, that's a fair point, though. Yeah. But yeah, so I so was mean, like, I need sweet. to investigate Uranus. <laughs> 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 Please keep that in the podcast. You can cut the rest of my monologue out. Just
0: just keep that one quote. I mean, the NSA cut out most of your monologues, so. <laughs> that's, that's true.
1: So anyway, my theory is that it could be more terrestrial and natural than we think. It's just not the natural that you think of.
0: So the point, ladies and gentlemen, and alien beings and NSA and FBI and CATS, Uh, And Malcolm McDowell (laughs) is Nobody knows what this is
1: This is one of those that has You know seemingly consistent I mean if you can call it evidence I guess uh, It's seemingly consistent And yet there was no conclusion And no even real theory That even makes sense And
0: the one investigation that was happening By McDowell His evidence was taken So we don't even have evidence of it to research anymore Because it disappeared which also says something government most likely uh, or at least government had enough interest in it to take it, which isn't also, it's also not rare. Uh, but anyway, in any case, let us know what you think. Let us know if you know more than we do. Let us know if you're listening to this and you know someone who was part of this event or you were part of this event. I'd be fascinated to hear about it.
1: Yeah. You can Mr. Email Mike. About
0: it. yeah. Mr. Mike McDowell. We're looking at you, bud. Yeah. Yes, Mike McDowell, for real. Email us Honestly, at, conspiracy
1: what at gmail.com
0: And or you, too, Officer Lacy. Let so us know Lace. how many times Angel has been wrong throughout this whole thing. Robin, uh, do you people. think the NSA is muting us because we're starting to have problems? Absolutely. Do you
1: think, uh, do you think Angel is your favorite guest?
0: Please, yeah. please. Do you what? vote for Angel? Do you or vote, do you vote the island? I don't. I don't know why we're starting to pit our guests against each <laughs> other now. <laughs> <laughs> If there's a permanent, I I want it. And remember, as always, if you think we're wrong, or you think we're doing something wrong, or you don't like us, let us know with those five star reviews. (laughs) Uh, We really, (laughs) those are the ones we're gonna. They get to us quicker. They go through our assistants, uh, which is just us. Um, And yeah, I mean, we're just gonna see them quicker. Gonna read them more times so let us know
1: anyway we are on facebook and twitter at conspiracy what you can find us anywhere you can find podcasts and uh thank you angel again for being on thank you so thanks much thanks for
2: having me thanks for letting me come and fuck some
0: shit up
1: yeah fuck your reality man.
0: yeah fuck your reality <laughs> fuck your reality that's his trademarked catchphrase on this
1: we have to make t-shirts uh, uh, please tell us if you'd like t-shirts
0: yeah please yeah tell us if you want t-shirts or buttons or something like that uh there's all kinds of things this This is the
1: longest ending ever i would also
0: like to play uh angel's other catchphrase on here if i could oh yes please
2: I still don't remember what the context was, but I love it. It's I don't so much either. better out of context, I I'm think. am pretty
1: it was sure- It was something during the Battle of LA episode where you were comparing <laughs> what they were doing to Star Wars and you were saying something about the general and you were like, it's like, oh, hold up, Vader's doing crack.
0: You can find that. That's, I'm pretty sure I kept it in the episode. So you can find it in one of Angel's past episodes. I think it was his first Battle one Valley. Battle of LA, which is also just a fun one. Uh, like one guy fell off of a ledge because people were shooting missiles. It's, that's an interesting one. It was fantastic.
2: Probably like my most fun anti government conversation that I've ever had.
0: That was a pretty good one. It honestly was one of my favorites. <laughs> uh, yeah, thanks again. This is a long ending. I'm Cameron, like usual.
1: I'm Allie, like unusual.
0: I'm the guest, Angel. And often <laughs> muted by the NSA. And this has been Conspiracy What? Please stay stitches. Bye. <laughs> Fuck your reality. Peace, we bitches. Go. Conspiracy <laughs> Goodbye. The longest goodbye <laughs> in the history of podcast episodes. <laughs>